When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's newer, and uh, am I recording? You are recording. I do you see the you. squigglies at the bottom of the screen? Because I don't see my squigglies. I do see your squigglies, and I see my own squigglies also. Your okay, squigglies great. are much more pronounced than my squigglies. Well, that's because you're too far away from the mic every time. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. Hello. How are you? Hello. I'm fine. How are you? <sighs> I'm tired, man. I feel I feel like that's your usual response. Just a sigh and I'm tired. Where do you want me to start? Well, you just came back from uh, a very nice, refreshing trip. Why don't you talk to us about that? Yeah, so I was in Amsterdam for a hot second. <laughs> and it was amazing. And I can't wait to go back. First of all, can I just say, Dutch people, very nice. Ooh, really? Yeah, very now, surprised at how nice. Do they you are. feel? Do you feel like they're actually nice, or do you feel like they are like putting it on, like Minnesota nice? Okay, you need to stop coming at Minnesota, <laughs> but it's a phrase. <laughs> no, they're actually nice. Okay, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Wait, so there's um, a, yeah, there's there's a pretty big uh, um, Daisy population in the Netherlands, right? By the way, while we're talking on, on this subject. Netherlands, Holland, Amsterdam, Dutch, mm-hmm. Danish? No, not Danish. Danish is no, Denmark. It's Denmark. The other four, all the same place, right? All the same place. All right, very good. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I because I was like looking around at like souvenirs and stuff, and everything said Holland. Okay, in my defense, <laughs> I was not in the right mind, but <laughs> it said Holland everywhere, and I was like Holland. And then I was like, wait a minute, what? And so the Netherlands comprises of like multiple places and the big massive land is like Northern Holland and Southern Holland. And that is Holland. But then there's other parts of the Netherlands, which makes it the Netherlands. It's like, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that we would know, what are the other famous Netherlands areas? Like the UK is England, but it's also Scotland and Northern Ireland. Is that the right one? Yes, Northern Ireland. Yeah, yeah, and Wales and and Wales. 
Um, let me see what makes up the Netherlands. You know, I didn't check because I was like, uh, again, not in the right mind. Uh, yeah. So there's Northern Holland, Southern Holland, and then it, it has 12 other provinces. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 10 other provinces. Sorry. So, uh, and then the area of another, so Southern Holland and Northern Holland make up Holland. And then there's a whole bunch of other stuff. There's a place called Limburg. Okay, another really cute thing about Dutch people and like the way that the language is written down, it's it's very like it's very to the point. Like mm-hmm. there's a church with a dome on it. They call it the dome church. <laughs> like it's not so and I don't know if you remember this from the Ted Lasso episode when they went to Amsterdam, but there is a monument for like a a gay pride monument, right? Mm-hmm. It's called the Homo monument. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, because it, it's like very straightforward, right? Prostitutes, like in in um in uh, the Netherlands, like we in America, we call them sex workers, right? Mm-hmm. Over there, they just call them whores. Like, and Whore. it's just. <laughs> hey, just this like... seems like this seems like a step in the wrong direction with both of those examples. You know, you started <laughs> off saying the Dutch people are so sweet, and then you tell me about the homo monument. And whores. No, because their language is just very straightforward, right? Like this, the the cheese shop, the specialty cheese shop was something like Cos uh, Specialty or something, Cos's Cheese, right? It's just okay. like very, like names of things are just very straightforward. They're just, just like, what they are. They just are what they are. And I thought that was kind of pleasant, you know, like at one point I was high and I was looking at a sign and I was like, Splendor. I wonder what that means. Splendor. It just said Splendor. <laughs> I don't think that's a Dutch thing. I think that's a you thing. That's a dumbass thing. And that's me. That's um, true. So like in America, I would call you my little sister. In the Netherlands, you would just be dumbass. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly they're like let's not play around here it (laughs) is what it is right Right to the point yeah right to the point um but lots of bikes now i will say i do not understand the infrastructure of amsterdam okay you have a street and on that street you have cobblestone and on that cobblestone you can drive a car ride a bike or walk and it's not quite clear which part is the walking part because they all are the same level. Like they're they're not very easily identifiable if you look at them to know which part is for walking mm-hmm. and what is for bike riding and what is for driving. I mean, in general, riding a bike on cobblestones does not sound like the most pleasurable uh, sensation for well, me. Well, I would agree to disagree <laughs> with that because that sounds quite pleasurable. <laughs> Um, we almost, we thought about riding bikes, but the weather wasn't in our favor. And I was like, honestly, I'm a little nervous because one, number one, I don't think I've ridden a bike in a really long time, but I hear a bike. I'm not sure if you know how to ride a bike. I I don't think I've ever seen you on a bike, to be honest. Okay. Well, that's rude because I used to ride a bike all the time when we were younger. And because you don't remember me in middle school, but I, I worried. I was like, I don't know how to ride a bike. But then everybody kept saying, it's like riding a bike. <laughs> you just <laughs> get on the bike and you ride it. But it was the weather wasn't in our favor. And then we were really nervous because the bikes are aggressive. 
And so I didn't want to slow anybody down. Now, the bikes themselves are aggressive, not the people riding the bikes. I don't want to speak on their behalf. I don't want to speak <laughs> about them, but they were I don't want to get I don't want to get mobbed by the bike mob. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really nice. It was lovely. Um, the pastries were lovely. The food, yes. I have to say. So we when we got there, we got got on a canal tour at this company called Those Damn Boat Guys. That's cute. Right? Damn D-A-M. And, you know, because of Amsterdam. And it's an adult boat ride. So they're like, you can smoke on it. You can drink on it. You could do whatever on it. Like, you're going to – people are going to be cursing. So if you're bringing your kids, like, just be aware of that. So we're like, great. If somebody brings a kid on, they can just fucking deal with our shit, right? Mm -hmm. And then they're very open in, like, the tour. They're very, like – I'll tell you a little bit about, like, how honest they are with their history. But, like, we get on the boat and there was, real a grandma, a mom, and literally a a two-and-a-half-year-old child Mm -hmm. on the boat. And we were so annoyed. We were like, first of all, why would you do this? Why would you bring your child here? So we didn't smoke on the boat because I oh. respect for that child. Yeah. Um, there was some drinking. But the the tour, our tour was done by a female captain named Captain Lee. And she was telling us all about all the sights and sounds. And she said one of the big things about, uh, we're like, oh, what kind of food should we eat here? And she was very honest. She was like, so this is a map. She showed us a map. She said, this is a map of um, the Dutch slave trade. And she was like, all of the places that they had colonized, those are the places that you should eat. Because the Dutch, their food sucks. But if yeah. you eat the food from like Indonesia or India or West Africa or Thailand or the Caribbean, it's going to yeah. be amazing. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated that. I was like, oh, that's nice. She was like, yeah, you don't want to eat Dutch food. She's like, it's not very good. You just want to eat all the other food. You're muted. What is Dutch food? Isn't it like pancakes and crepes and cheese and stuff? I would think that that's delicious. Yeah. You know, it's very bland. They have this thing called bitterballen, which is like basically meatballs, like deep fried croquette meatballs. But mm-hmm. it do- it's, it's, it's like a croquette, but except it's the binding thing is like bechamel sauce, which they freeze and then they batter and then they fry it and it's just like a meatball i didn't want to eat it i was like i'm not interested Mm -hmm. in any of this it sounds terrible so i didn't have that yeah because i'm trying to think of that in my mind's uh uh kitchen and uh bechamel sauce yes of course always good great in your lasagna by the way yeah but it's only good because it comes with everything else i wouldn't just want to eat bechamel sauce of course not yeah it's crazy Yeah. yeah So, but the French fries, fire. Stroop waffles, amazing. They have these little like uh, mini, mini pancakes that are great. So that stuff was good. But like for dinner, that's like snacks. Like for dinner, we ate Indonesian food. We had actually really good Italian food, which was really random. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was great. The food was fun. The people were lovely. Um, the coffee was excellent. Um and uh the drugs <laughs> as advertised as advertised do you know yeah. that in amsterdam you know in uh the netherlands weed is actually not legal mm-hmm. i did know that okay well i thought i was gonna tell you a fun fact and you were gonna be like wow <laughs> really yeah it's that's why it's they call sort them- of like 
yeah it's some sort of weird loophole right it's like you can amsterdam is like the most liberal city in all of the netherlands and what they said is that in amsterdam it's been decriminalized for like a million years right it's mm-hmm. like that was like the one city in the world where it was de- decriminalized but yeah. in amsterdam that's why they call them coffee shops they don't actually call them weed bars or anything they call them yeah. coffee shops or head shops mm-hmm. and stuff like that and so you can't legally sell like you can't say that you're selling weed you can advertise that you're selling weed yeah. so you say that it's a coffee shop and you have to sell yeah. coffee and then you also sell other stuff there as well yep. and that's how they have like a loophole and they said like amsterdam's just one of those places where like netherlands has kind of just been like all right well you guys are like our weird hippie cousins and we're just gonna let yeah. you do whatever but the rest of the country is still quite conservative and i was like oh that's shocking but she said that there's been a big effort like every tour we went on whether it was a bus tour or like a boat tour or anything they always talked about how the Netherlands has a terrible dark history with the slave trade. I was like, yeah. wow, I've never heard that in a single place in America, like that of like a history place, unless you go to like, you know, an African-American museum or something like that. So I was like, oh, okay, that's very pleasant. And they were like, they've been really, really working on trying to like undo, like not undo it, but like yeah. address it and not address, hide it. Yeah. Um, because the thing with the Netherlands was they're like, you know, you're not going to see a lot of people of color here until much later in our history, because unlike the slave trade of in America or in like, we weren't bringing the slaves here. We were doing all of our shit elsewhere. And then we were just taking the money and we were bringing the money back home. But that's like a very Dutch thing, like to pretend like we're like, it's all under wraps. We're not going to talk about what we're actually doing, but we're actually going to do it. Um, yeah, it's like so. the the Dutch East India Trading Company, right? Or yeah, the, yeah. The Dutch, yeah. So I mean, the whole that's like the first corporate, I believe. It's either that or the British one. It's the first actual corporation in the world because they still they sold stocks and stuff, right? Yeah. And so yeah, so there's like finance and commerce and good things out of it, but at the end of the day, you're also you know stealing another people's crops, you know, yeah. and they're and you know they're you're you're basically taking over their farms and things like that. So, yep. yeah, you know, you can talk about advancements and progress and all those things, but it also comes at a human cost, right? So it's, yeah, it's great exactly. that they're actually addressing it. Yeah. So uh, so that was great. And then we went to, obviously, I know what you've been dying to hear about. We did go to the red light district. Yeah, now, good. I have to say, unfortunately, the banana and bar had very bad reviews. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who went to the banana and bar? What, what was the reason Lizzo. for that? Oh, Lizzo. That's right. Yeah. Now, I will say this also. The banana and bar, their thing is the whole bananas in the ladies' vaginas, and yeah. then you bite out of it, right? Yeah. Um, this is also something that happens across the board at all of the sex shows. Yeah. They, you go to a sex show, and it's like not, like up to nine performances, including things like a striptease, a peep show, something called a writing show, which you can guess how they write. Oh, in the writing show, I'd I'd be interested to compare handwriting. Like, <laughs> yeah. I guess technically, hand isn't the right word there. But there's just... a banana show. There is a ribbon show, and then there's also live sex. Mm-hmm. So we went to the red light district during the daytime just to kind of s- figure out what was going on. Um, and there was, you know, just it's very limited activity. At night, we went there, and it's interesting because it's like. 
you know, most people would go to a place like this and be like, "Ugh, it's unsafe. And like, there's gross guys there. And yes, that was true, like where there were a lot of gross guys. But I have to say the mm-hmm. way that it is like, I, wouldn't, I don't want to call it policed, but regulated is really interesting. Like there are a lot of people, it's a Saturday night. So there was a lot of people out. You are not allowed to drink out in public in that area. You are not allowed to be drunk in that area in public. You are not allowed to smoke in that area at all and outside. Um, You are not allowed to tap on the windows of any of the places, any of the establishments. There are people that are not necessarily, they're not cops, but they're just like, obviously, like some sort of regulators or enforcers. Huh? Yeah. Like monitors. Monitors, I would say. And they're wearing like red jackets and there's men and women. And they're wearing these red jackets and they just like make sure that they're standing sort of at intersections. They control traffic. They make sure that you are not like the traffic kind of goes in one direction because it's one big loop. It goes in one direction. Um, They don't let you walk backwards. So if you like pass by a place, they don't let you hold up lines. There's no there's like a crowd control situation. And anybody who is acting crazy or acting loud, somebody just sort of like taps you to be like, hey, be careful. Because also there's a canal in the middle of this space and they also don't want people to get drunk and like fall in and get hurt. So even though it's like a space where there's obviously like debauchery and sex and like half naked women and windows, right? And all that kind of stuff. There is this sort of like feeling you get where you're like all of these sex workers are very protected. They're really taken care of. They're protected. They have rights. There's people there like policing the situation to make sure that they're safe. Like there's a lot. And I'm sure that doesn't mean that the bad things don't happen there. I'm sure they do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But there is a level of like control there. And the other thing I found was that because there is almost like there were so many men there, but there was a place for these men to go to sort of direct their perversions. Yeah. As a woman, I didn't feel like I was going to be violated because they're not there to violate a stranger like me they're there for like a purpose you know what i mean like it's 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 almost like for the service they're there for the service right and honestly a lot of it was just like young guys like you could just tell a lot of the people that were there were like under 25 year old dudes that were just like excited to be in the red light district exactly like a lot of immature kids you know what i mean um, a lot of them had this look on their face like they were just excited to see boobies for the first time. It just was like very silly to see a lot of them like mm-hmm. that. But um, but the ladies were great, man. Some of those, they were so beautiful. They were beautiful, but some of them were very distracted. They were on their phones a lot. <laughs> Did you want to file a complaint? Were you like, hey? No, I was like, I get it. Somebody's got a tweet for Palestine. Everybody. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> um. Just a quick comment. Obviously, I haven't been to Amsterdam. I'm actually planning on going in January mm-hmm. with my friends. I'm going to be one of those under 25 guys, just a kid in a cane. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's a complex conversation, right? Like, I think when it comes to prostitution, I think as liberals, um, and we've been saying sex work is work on this on this podcast for like, yeah, you know, over a year or whatever, because we do actually believe it. Yeah. Right. It's like, well, is it a good thing? that it is that out in the open and stuff like that. And I think it is because, you know, I've been the, the two red light districts that I have been to were mm-hmm. in New Delhi and in Lahore. Right. Yeah. 
and that and those are known red light district areas um but they aren't at all policed they aren't at all monitored and stuff like that right so there is like i went to them both in the in like the daytime and then also at night right and at night it is actually horrific at night you know that thing that you're talking about feeling unsafe as a dude i was like yo this is like a fucked up situation there's like a lot of sadness and stuff and, and all those things right and you know that's a conservative, I'd say now at least a conservative Hindu country and a conservative Muslim country, right? Yeah. Um, and even in those places, it's part of it is the fact that it's hidden. The, it's the yeah. fact that it's a secret, right? Um, so, you know, sure, you can have your, you know, moral quandaries about prostitution or whatever, and whether it's right or it's wrong. But the fact of the matter is, is that it's a thing that happens in the world. It's the oldest profession in the world for a reason, right? So it makes more sense to be mature adults about it and to be safe where you can be, to like, you know, have sensitivity for the workers and things like that. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, they were during the daytime tour, we were, um, uh, there was like, uh, we were going through the area and there was this like huge church. One of the biggest, oldest churches in Amsterdam is actually right across the street from or right across the canal from the red light district. And there's a huge school there. There's a huge daycare center there. And they were like schools and daycare centers have been running in the red light district since the beginning of time. Right. And they're regulated and they're funded. And that's a thing. Like there are children who live in, what are you laughing about? No, I'm just, I'm sorry. I was just going to ask you if there's like a, if there's like a sweat problem, if there's sweat coming out of the church because of a whore, I'm sweating like a whore in church. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. Sweating like a whore in church. Oh God. I I see. This is why, this is why you can't take me to the red light district. No, I mean, I was making jokes like this, too. (laughs) Granted, I was not in my mind at the time. Anyway, um, but they were saying, like, you know, this is a this they they make sure there are kids that live in this area. They make sure that those kids are taken care of. They make sure that those there's schools, there's education for kids like, you know, it is treated like any other profession. And and it's actually treated quite well. So what the other thing we noticed was. So, you know, they literally call it the red light district because the windows have red lights around them. And that's how you mm-hmm. know that there is a, an availability for a, a vacancy, if you will. Yeah. Oh, you're muted again, buddy. You know, I mute myself because I'm a heavy breather. Um, <laughs> like Tony Soprano. Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> is that the first red light district? Is that the reason I- why? I don't know, but when we were driving through the city, the other areas, you would see sort of in other neighborhoods, a window with red lights on it. And so we asked one of our Uber drivers, we're like, does that mean? And he was like, yeah, it does. He's like, that just means that they're not in the red light district, but they offer similar services. And you have to have a permit to have that light up and you need to Mm -hmm. make sure that you file taxes as like a profession. Like he was like, you would say that those people that are not in the red light district, but have red light windows around, you would call them almost like freelancers. Like they might Mm -hmm. not be part of like maybe the union of the red light district, but they might they would still have certain rights as a person who provides this service. I was like, man, you know, it does annoy me. That you still have to fucking pay taxes. I mean, that's bullshit. <laughs> that's a thing. That's a thing. I'm not like a libertarian or anything, but come on, man. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. I know. Anyway. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, that was that. And it was great. It was a great time. I, I loved it. Um, the clubs there are fire. We went to a drag show. We went to, huh. um, yeah, we went to, um, the, the gay area of, um, of town and it was lovely. It was a really nice time. And I would 10 out of 10 go to Amsterdam again. I wish that I could have been really? there for like two more days. Yeah. So how long were you gone for? I was, I, we landed there on Friday morning and we left on Sunday afternoon. So I think the trip that we're planning is we would land there Wednesday night or Thursday, mm -hmm. like 7 a.m. and mm -hmm. leave on Sunday, which I, I think, think is the perfect. right amount of time. Yeah. yeah, that's a good amount of time. Yeah. I was barely alive on Friday afternoon, but I, I did it. I was texting you, as you know, at middle of dinner. I was yeah. like, I don't know what's happening to me, but I got to lay down. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it huh. was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. big, big fan of Amsterdam. I did try to find the uh, restaurant where the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills had their big fight where yeah. um, Rena threw a, you know, Kim said, why don't you have a piece of bread and calm down? And then Rena threw a wine glass and Eileen said, beast. beast. Um, but the <laughs> restaurant closed down. Now it's just like a pancake house. And so, oh, yeah, I know. I did see the alleyway. I was like, okay, there it is. There's Kim, or that's where Kyle ran out into the alley. That was it. It was that's wonderful. Cute. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I had mushrooms. Oh. On your pizza at the Italian place? Yep. Nope. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Do recommend mushrooms. Yeah. I may be on it right now. Oh. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not. No. I but yes, it's, it is fantastic. Yeah. Hey. You want to talk about sports, and by sports, I mean Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. So, listen. Um, as we've mentioned on the podcast before, we're not we're not Taylor Travis. What did they call them? Trailer trash? Tra tra well, that's what they called him, right? I they called no them idea. I, I didn't know that they had a nickname already. No, they did. I, I mentioned Is it, it before. Is it just Trailer? I think it's yeah, trailer, they called it trailer. trailer. Yeah, yeah, trailer. I don't care about them, right? But uh, Taylor Swift was showing playing a show in I think Argentina or something, right, or Brazil, and um, Travis Kelsey flew down for it because he had a bye week this week. Once and again, what is a bye? It's when they say bye, 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 <laughs> and they don't play their game. Anyway, he had a bye week. He went down to the show. And um, in the show, you know, Taylor Swift, who was very publicly said, like, and also Travis Kelsey, who was on his podcast being like, well, I'm not going to talk about my relationship with Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift during the show uh, sang, changed the lyrics to Karma. Now, I don't know the song Karma, but the lyrics of Karma go something like Karma is my boyfriend, which I don't understand what that means. I guess that's like a makeup for, for like an ex. The, I the yeah, karma is I guess. Boyfriend. Yeah. So she says, karma is my my boyfriend who my boyfriend who comes home. Or, um, uh, karma is the Chiefs player who comes home to me. And then everybody went crazy, like mm -hmm. oh my god. And then at the end, there's a there is a clip going around which is very deliberate. Travis Kelsey waited in the backstage, but like very visibly backstage. And Taylor Swift runs up to him and then jumps into his arms and she kisses him and everybody went crazy. And here's the thing, real. These two crazy kids, I think they might just make it. Oh, here we go. See, this is exactly you have fallen into the trap 
You have fallen into the Taylor Swift trap. No, no, no. How, well, how many how many times has this happened to you? How many no. times have you believed? No, I've never believed it before. Okay. Here's the reason why I think that it might actually happen. Number one, I think that um their brand together works better for Taylor than any other relationship that she has been in, I think. I think this is a momentary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's why. So you just mentioned brand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a couple of weeks ago because she was in the box with Brittany Mahomes, Ugh. right? First of all, those two having their own high fives and handshakes. It's just, oh, what are you doing? Right. And then yeah. like, now Brittany Mahomes is like part of her crew, I guess. And they go to like dinners and stuff. And you're like, yeah, all right. Okay. I guess we're going to, we're going to do this for a little bit or whatever. But her fans got upset because Patrick Mahomes' brother, Jackson Mahomes, was in the box with them because yeah. it is Patrick Mahomes' family box. Right. Yeah. And they got upset because Jackson Mahomes was accused of sexual assault at some point. Yeah. Um, he, grabbed a lady by the neck and he forcibly kissed her multiple yeah. times. Hey, first of all, Jackson Mahomes is a piece of shit. Like he's big just a garbage goblin. Movie, yeah. Right? Big, big garbage goblin. Right. And people are like, Oh my God, you have to protect Taylor. You have to get her out of this and all this other stuff. Right. It is working right now because the NFL is a huge brand. Right. And Taylor mm-hmm. Swift is a huge brand. Right. I was just thinking, wait until Taylor Swift's fans hear about the NFL and the NFL's policies. Wait until they hear about what the NFL did to Colin Kaepernick. Wait until you hear about how the NFL treats um, their players and, you know, the retired players and how they fucked them over and concussions and all of those things. Wait until they hear about how fucked up the NFL's hiring policies are for black coaches and stuff like that, right? So, yeah, in the moment, sure, because you're just looking at two big brands. It's not real. It's not like a real relationship. You know, I, I think when it... But you're still thinking about the relationship of Taylor and the NFL, whereas I'm talking about the relationship of Taylor and Travis. And here's the thing. When Travis Kelsey quits or retires from the NFL so that he can be in the next Fast and the Furious movie, uh-huh. she, she is going to be like, you know, Taylor Swifties are going to be like, yeah, because the NFL is so bad. Like, it's so bad for brains. Like, it's really bad <laughs> for brains and black people. And like, so I, here, here's the other reason why I think these two dodo birds, like, do I think it's an everlasting love? No. Can but, I just do one quick counterpoint, though? Yeah, yeah. You were saying I'm only thinking about Taylor and the NFL. The reason why I'm only thinking about Taylor in the NFL is because everything that I've seen about this relationship has been Taylor at the NFL games. It's been Taylor very, very visibly in the boxes. Taylor, by the way, only fucking showing up to nationally televised games, right? Only showing up to like a New York Jets game. Get the fuck out of my face. Come on. Nobody wants to watch the New York Jets. Yeah, not even the Jets fans. Um, But she, but see, now the news is Travis at the Taylor shows. So, yeah, because he had to. He had right. to pay it back. Listen, I'm it. not saying that it's a for real love. I'm just saying that I think I think that they've gotten a brand goal where I think that they are equally benefiting from each other in some way. I mean, obviously, Travis is benefiting far more in this than Taylor is, but Taylor is benefiting from the NFL fans, right? Or like the yeah. NFL spaces. NFL wives of NFL players. NFL fans and stuff like that, right? 
Um, listen, I'm going to say it right now. All right. I'm going to put in a, a, a um, I'm going to, let's do a bet. Do you, okay. okay, let's, okay. What do you think that, how, okay. I think that they're going to get engaged by 2024. I think they're going to be broken up by the Super Bowl. Oh, <laughs> you know what? That, I, I like it. I like okay, it. All right. Uh, that'll be we'll check. Thing. We'll check back in by February. All right, fine. Hopefully we never. So uh, one more thing. So we're talking about Taylor's fans. Wait mm-hmm. until Travis Kelsey has a shitty week. Wait until Travis Kelsey fucks over some fantasy football owners who have him. <laughs> and he goes, you know, he has one reception for seven yards. And people lose their fantasy football playoff games. Uh, and then see how much Travis Kelsey loves being a part of this Taylor Swift. Uh, That's God. how it goes. I get it. All right. Um, hey. People dropped their sexiest man alive uh, this this week, and I wanted to talk about it with you. I couldn't believe it. I did see this, and I was like, wait, what is this? Is it from 2004? What's going on here? I don't <laughs> yeah. understand. What happened? Yeah. How'd that happen? Yeah. yeah. So people announced their sexiest man alive, and it was, for some reason, Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> now, allegedly, allegedly, the readers get to vote on this. Did you know this? That's not true. Yeah, well, that's what people said. There's no way. There's no way that, okay, the people are voting for Patrick Dempsey yeah, in 2023? Yeah, well, like What how? is he in? Is he in I don't, nothing? Oh, no. You know what? They don't vote for that, but then there's a whole bunch of other categories that people vote for. Fine. We can go through the categories. But sure. I don't know who. It just says a lot of blood, sweat, and tears goes into picking people's sexiest man alive. Just kidding. <laughs> It's one of the most fun parts of our job. And while one handsome man took the cover title this year, we knew that there are plenty of other sexy guys out there who have fans arguing for them as passionately as some of the people in the office angled for our top choice to take the top spot. Okay. So there's different categories. Sexiest TV star. Okay. The options were um, Jeremy Allen White of The Bear, Will Sharp from White Lotus. Ooh. Quincy Isaiah um, from Winning Time and James Marston. All right. So the guy from The Bear, his forearms alone and his hair (laughs) kind of do it. I know. Um, Quincy Isaiah. Can I just ask you something? Sure. Does he have a my husband energy about him? No, he doesn't, you creep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe because he's like a little guy. He is a little guy, but there's something about him that I can't explain. He reminds me of my husband, okay? Sure, okay, fine. <laughs> hey, if that's what you need to visualize, then that's what you need to visualize. <laughs> whatever, whatever gets you to the promise, then I think <laughs> Ew. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, I like him. Um, I like uh, Quincy Isaiah. Was uh, He played Magic Johnson. Uh-huh. on winning time that uh-huh. guy i don't know i i can't comment to his sexiness there were some sex scenes in that in that tv show which i bought um uh-huh. because he is very he's very he's extremely charming so i really like that guy and, and i hope the best for him that series got canceled and i'm very very upset about that um james Marsden, really is he it feels like that's a movie star who couldn't hack it as a movie star that is just kind of hanging out in tv obviously one of the most attractive men i've ever seen in like like it just it 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 hurts to see him sometimes yeah um wasn't he in that movie with patrick dempsey what's that prince charming movie with uh the redhead lady um 
everlasting uh, happily yeah, no ever everlast no i don't remember what it was but it was you a, it was mean. like it was very good yeah, yeah. he's so, so funny uh, james marston and everything yeah, he does he's very good have you I seen the sonic feel... movie no i haven't he's great at them <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway you want to know who won who james marston <laughs> this is why people need to talk to me both the magazine <laughs> and humanity I need okay. to talk them down. Okay. All right. Next one. Sexiest blockbuster star. Okay. Here's the options. Okay. Now, this is a blockbuster movie or a guy working at Blockbuster? Because I think there's only one of those stores left. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Keanu Reeves. Uh-huh. Michael B. Jordan. Okay. Okay. Killian Murphy. Okay. And Chris Hemsworth. Hmm. Is Chris Hemsworth sexy? I guess he is. Obviously, he's sexy. Oh, you just, your eyes just, I think you just zoned out. Hold on. Snap back. Because I think of him as Thor, and he's big and burly, right? And all those things. Do I really imagine Thor getting, you know, down to Pound Town? I really don't. I just think of him like as a big. All right, okay. I guess I stand corrected. Oh, Thor gets down to Pound Town. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, who are the others? Killian Murphy, who I've always admired. See, now Killian Murphy, yeah. he has husband energy. He does have he my does husband have energy. Yeah. Also another small little guy. Is he little? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. He's like five, six, five, seven. Okay. You know, I think we need to cool it with calling my husband a little guy. Okay. You're the one. You're the one. You keep saying I'm <laughs> married to a short king. Uh, anyway, I just thought the names, like the the options here, were so silly. It was like Keanu Reeves and Michael B. Jordan. Like, what is this? Who put this together? Who put this list together? And it was because of the major movies this year, like yeah. Keanu Reeves from John Wick Four and Michael B. Jordan from Creed Three, and then like Killian Murphy in fucking Oppenheimer. Like, he's not a heartthrob in that movie. <laughs> he's an old man. Yeah. Who's and then Chris Hemsworth from Extraction who's... 2. Who watched that? Did anybody watch that? Yeah, a lot of people watched that on Netflix. All right, well, fine. It wasn't even released. So I don't know if that technically is even a blockbuster. It's a home video, if anything. <laughs> it's a home video. Uh, it's, it's what Blockbuster was made for. Yeah, I like how Killian Murphy is a heartthrob because he was responsible for the murder of half a million people in an instant. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Anyway. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth won that category. Sure, whatever. Okay. That's not who All I right. would have voted for. Okay, this Damn. next one really pissed me off, Raheel. It really pissed me off, okay? This is Sexiest Athlete. Okay. All right, okay. this is my time to shine. Let's go. Okay, the options were Lewis Hamilton. I don't know who that is. He's Joe Burrow. Huh? Oh, Touchdown Joey. I like Touchdown Joey. Okay, who's Lewis Hamilton? He's uh, the greatest F1 driver of all times. Okay. He's a race car um, driver. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so I'm going to try, or his name, so I'm going to try my best. Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. Oh, you got a good guess. He's a pitcher and a batter for the Anaheim Angels. Yeah. And fucking Travis Kelsey. Oh, God. I cannot believe, I cannot believe that they didn't put, um, uh, handsome jimmy or fucking my guy jalen hurts like 
what it what is going on here? Also, who's that baseball player that hit the baseball with his butt? I don't know what his name is. But he could have been on here. <laughs> Just for his butt. Just for his butt. I will like, say it's it's kind of ridiculous that we're talking about best looking athlete and there's only one African American there. Like that cr- is It's crazy it's and he and he nuts. drives cars? Are you yeah, kidding and me? And he's British and he's biracial? <laughs> What is this list? It honestly, it's giving racist. Yeah. Also, <laughs> Shohei Otani is there, which is good. Which, you know, right. as far as uh, Asians go, um, Asians aren't usually looked at as big athletes. So I think that's nice. It's okay. nice that an Asian is being called a sex symbol. Because, I mean, Shohei Otani is very sexy. Yeah. He's a six foot five monster who can pinch, pitch and hit 50 home runs. So that's sexy on its own. But um, fucking Travis Kelsey, get out of my fucking face. Dude, this is why. I've turned now. (laughs) Screw this. Okay, this next category also really pissed me off, okay? Sexiest musician. Okay. Okay. Harry Styles, fine. Bad Bunny, fine. Future, okay. And then Tim McGraw. Who is who is working at People? Like it honestly, it feels like whoever works at People and puts this list together is also a person who like, you know, shares memes on Facebook. Like it's just I don't understand this list. Who put it together? Well, it's because of what People is, right? It's a piece of trash magazine which we used to love growing up. Because we were <laughs> of course, of course. Um and we thought it was like classier than us weekly, even though it's Yeah. Not. But the point of people is to fill as many quadrants as possible, right? So they want to have a country music person in there. They want to have uh, a like a like a Latin superstar in there. They want to have Harry Styles because he's Harry Styles, and that's easy for people to say. And who's the who's like the fourth guy? Future. Future. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, the next category is really annoying. Okay, this one is sexiest grandpa. <sighs> Kurt Russell, Al Roker, Michael Douglas, and Pierce Brosnan. Like now, they have just thrown in Al Roker in there, right? They're just like, oh, he's a fun African American guy. Hey, you know who else is a grandfather? Denzel Washington. Why don't you put him <laughs> up against these fucking old ass playing white guys? Let's do yeah. that. Yeah, I just I don't understand. Okay, and then this one really upset me, real. Okay, and I'm honestly I'm shocked here. Okay. Sexiest podcast host. The options were Dak Shepard, Nick Vile, Tom Gabriel, and Taylor Lautner. And Taylor Lautner won. Taylor Lautner, like the wolf guy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> First of He's all, I didn't even know he had a podcast. Yeah. That's terrible. It's so stupid. I honestly. Is he known it's... as a podcast? <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. One of the categories. Okay. And then sexiest funny guy. Okay. Options were Trevor Noah, Hasan Minaj, John Mulaney, oh. and Seth Myers. Who won? T- uh, um, Noah, uh, Trevor Noah. Okay. That's it makes sense. Fine. But by the end, they just like lost. They figured they, one of the categories was sexiest Pedro Pascal. And it said dog dad Pedro. So it's just like four pictures of Pedro Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> it's him and Narcos. Is him in Last of Last of Us? It's him in Mandalorian, and then it's him with a dog. 
<laughs> I hate it here. Uh, what? When do we have the conversation about the unattainable beauty standards of the sexiest man alive <laughs> uh, uh, edition of People magazine that I, as a man, have to deal with? What about that? How come we don't talk about that? What about the mental stress that I have to go up against Patrick Dempsey? <laughs> <laughs> well, it also seemed like I know there was a writer strike and that writer strike applied to like television shows, but it also applied to like magazines because this is <laughs> stupid. It's like the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. I hate it. Yeah, it's dumb. <sighs> what else do you have going on in your life? What else do I have going on? Anything I mean, you want to talk about from pop culture or sports or politics? What do I want to talk about? I mean, everything is terrible. There's that. Uh, yeah. The Republican debates happen. Vivek Ramaswamy continues to be a jackass. He yeah. attacked Nikki Haley. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah. What piece of shit. I hate that guy so much. Just fucking yeah. leave. He's, he's terrible. Ugh. Anyways, so that's going on. Tim Scott quit. You know who Tim Scott is? He's the only African-American. Yeah. yeah. So he yeah. quit. Um, and it looks like uh, the Republican Party is going to continue to be a disaster. The elections yeah. happened, I guess. Uh, it was a better outcome for the Democrats than anybody had anticipated, which seems like it's going to be the situation moving forward. Like, that's what happened last year also. Everyone was all worried because all everybody goes by is, like, stupid social media. And there's idiots on social media that keep talking about like the red wave and how America isn't going to stand for this thing or that thing because they think that they get to decide what America is when yeah. America is clearly a melting pot and people in America are a lot more forgiving and a lot nicer than the assholes that wave the American flag and say that this is patriotism um, would like you to believe. So, you know, it's nice that you know, all this stuff, people can be as loud as they want to. But at the end of the day, people are just going to, I think, I think the right side is going to win out. And I'm saying this as somebody who very much did not vote this time. So I was yeah. glad to see that it still happened. Yeah. That's um, well, one of the exciting things to come out of it was that Philadelphia, for the first time ever, has a uh, black female uh, mayor. Very exciting. Mm -hmm. Cheryl Parker. Exciting win. However, Cheryl... Loves cops. I mean, she's a mayor. She's not supposed to be nice to cops. She has no, to no, no. It's them. not just that she's nice to cops or hills. She is restoring policing. Okay, she's a she's a stop and frisk lady. Like she, so <laughs> we don't love that. But um, congratulations to Virginia. They went all blue. That's very exciting. Yeah. Big day Same for thing. reproductive and trans rights. So yeah. yeah. Same thing in Ohio. Yeah, big deal. And Ohio got the pots. Ah, uh, the pots. The pots um, and abortions. What pots and abortion, need? hand in hand. Rick Santorum was on something, I think maybe Fox News or something, and he said something like, um, first of all, by the way, why do we still care about his opinion on anything? But mm -hmm. he was on and he said, you know, all this stuff like abortion and, and marijuana, they these are sexy things that they put on the ballot. <laughs> he was like, these are not things that should be on the ballot. And I was like, that is some sexy stuff to put on the ballot. And then no, he no, said, no. Abortion, abortion is a real sexy thing to, to, to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And then he said, he said, and we all, everybody would sense knows that um, a true democracy is not the thing that runs a good country. And I was like, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> what, what, what does that mean? <laughs> 
that means that there's some things you don't let people vote on, okay? Because mm-hmm. people are inherently uh, depraved, okay? Yeah. With their abortions and their potskis. Yeah. You yeah. go from the coffee house to the abortion center. I think that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that sounds like an evening to me. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so um, that happened. And um, in my town, remember I told you that we're trying to do like an event? Yes. Well, our town students are getting harassed by adults in the community. They're getting doxxed. They're getting, uh, there's people posting pictures of kids from the high school on social media and saying that these are terrible kids and they should look into making sure that these kids like don't get, you know, to graduate and stuff like that because there's a lot of censorship happening. Um, Oh, actually, we should talk about this. So you saw that Rashida Tlaib, she was censored. Not censured. Censured. Censured, yeah. Which is different than censorship. Censure Mm -hmm. just means that she was kind of like publicly reprimanded and like shamed. You're just condemned condemned on the the floor of the house. On the floor for, you know, as the only Palestinian American woman in our government demanding for Palestinian, you know, uh, solidarity. And so that has sort of started this wave of cracking down on a lot of um, people's First Amendment rights in, you know, college spaces, universities, and now this is going into our, just our local high school in my town. So, you know, I think that there is, uh, and obviously we've talked about this before, there is an obvious um, issue of anti-Semitism that is on the rise, which I do think that we should always clock. I think what's also being uh, really, what's really amazing to see is that a lot of the solidarity for Palestinians that's coming out right now is actually from um, like Jewish people who are on their side, which is really exciting. But a lot of those Jewish voices are now being shut down from like because of the ADL and all of these like bigger organizations because of APAC and stuff like that. So um, all that stuff, all that fear mongering, all of that, pressure is now going into our town and a lot of these kids that want to do a demonstration are now being told that they can't and they're being pressured by adults in the community through cyberbullying on public forums which is illegal you cannot do that to kids um and kids getting doxxed um that uh now it's turning into a bigger investigation in my town and we have a board of ed meeting in half an hour that i plan on attending over zoom to figure out what's going on you know it's all very depressing and i can understand if there's listen we are not we're not a neutral party in all this yeah i think and i think we've been clear about that because we're muslims and we've been hearing about the palestinian struggle for our entire lives right i think if you are our neutral person right and just think about the two sides just think about this situation right you have adults doxing kids yep because the kids are taking a humanitarian stance. Yep. Right? It's like how much like I don't know how much evidence you need to know what the right side is, right? Yeah. Like I understand there is obviously again there's a lot of sadness and a, and a lot of hurt on the Israeli side and that should not be minimized or anything like that, but if we're talking about the conversation in America. Yep. Just look at these are the two sides. Yep. One side is young kids saying, hey, 4,000 children are dead 
And yeah. we don't think that that is right. And we don't think that that should continue to happen. Yeah. And on the other side, you have adults saying, hey, we should tell people where these teenagers live so people can possibly show up and fuck up their houses. Yeah. Those are the two sides. Yeah. And if you have a tough time trying to pick between those two sides, the, those, those, those two sides or whatever, God bless you. And then, you know, just about Rashida. Talib, Talib, you know, I'm sorry, I, I never know how to Talib. It's Talib. Talib, right? She got censured essentially for the phrase, right? She got censured for saying, um, "From the uh, river to it? the sea, Palestine." From the river to the free. sea, Palestine will be free, right? And they thought that that was a big enough thing for her to get censured. There was a lady in the Florida State um, Senate, I believe, or Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a African American lady who was, or, you know, a representative who was talking about, you know, the Palestinians that have died and she was very emotional. And she said, how many have to die before we take this seriously or something to that effect. And one of her colleagues said all of them. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's no fucking censure for that lady. No. And then right? there's multiple people in the house and in, in Congress that have called for, Gaza to be flattened for there to be a complete yep. elimination of Palestinians. Mm-hmm. They uh, fucking what's his face? Lindsey Graham went on television saying that this was a holy war and that Israel should kill them all. <laughs> like yeah. there's been no. And, and here's the thing. I understand. I understand the fear that a person has when they see certain slogans that they have seen used by terrorists who have said that they're they hate Jews. Right. I understand that feeling that you get, and I understand your fears, and I'm not saying that those fears aren't valid. I think the thing that upsets me is that on the other side, when there is a slaughter happening, when t- over 10,000 people have died, and there is, and that is considered okay and acceptable and just part of war, when there are people that are calling for Gaza to be flattened when they're calling Palestinians human animals. When stuff like that goes unclocked, when there's Islamophobia happening and that stuff goes unclocked and they're just like, oh yeah, it's messed up. I don't agree with it. That's fine. You don't agree with it, but you have to understand that there's no action being taken against people who stand for that. Like if you are somebody who was horrified by people celebrating after October 7th, you should also be a person who is horrified when there are people that still are standing up for and continuing to support the slaughter of Palestinians in Gaza. Like yeah. it just because one was a done with knives and guns and the other one is done by bombs doesn't mean that it's not equally horrible. Okay, they're both absolutely horrible. If you are supporting, if you are getting doxxed for supporting a terrorist organization, you should also get doxxed for supporting war crimes and war criminals, which is what Netanyahu is. So it's like we're just putting different labels on things. But if at the end of the day, we care about human beings and their rights to exist and their rights to feel safe, then you have to be honest with yourself, which is what we've been saying for like three fucking weeks or for the last month. You have to be honest with yourself and say, why do I feel that one thing is justified and the other thing isn't? Ask yourself that, you know? Exactly. Like I'm thinking of, uh, you, you, you saw the, the, the Gal Gadot thing, right? Yeah. So like she thought it would be a good idea mm-hmm. to show a 43-minute video from the IDF Mm-hmm. that went into the, uh, I guess it was the aftermath of October 7th. 
yeah. right? It's like their cameras. And, and she thought that it would be a good idea mm-hmm. to showcase this outside the museum of, I think it's called Tolerance, Museum yeah. of Tolerance. And, and like, and just show that like, okay, this is, this is one point of view, right? Yeah. Now, in that situation, and of course, there was violence that happened outside of it, right? And by the way, yeah. before they even showed it, there were, I mean, I don't want to go into conspiracy theory land, because I do think that there are a lot of people, I mean, there there are certainly people on, on the Palestinian side, or like the, I don't know what side we would call ourselves. I think I called myself on the Palestinian side. I don't want to call it the anti-Israeli side, but whatever it is, but on this mm-hmm. side, right? There are certainly people that look at the situation and they think that violence in, uh, you know, in their protest is an answer. I never think that that it is. Yeah. But there are certainly people that will resort to violence when it when the two sides are head to head against each other. Right? And I think there's there's violence on the other side also. I mean, yeah. when you get in, in when Montclair you get a large yesterday, group- in Montclair yesterday, Montclair, New Jersey, liberal ass fucking Montclair, New Jersey, there were people protesting and saying that Gaza should be in the ocean. And I have video of it. I literally just got that video last night of it happening. That Gaza should be in the ocean. Okay. So I understand that there is inflammatory shit that is being said. And it's not just on one side. I get it. There is hate on both sides. I understand. But we need to be honest about the when we call things out and we uh, when we when we recognize the suffering on each side. If you look at the lives of a, of Israelis right now, they're living fairly okay lives. And if you look at the lives of Palestinians in the West Bank and in Gaza, it's a huge difference. And I'm not saying that the fears of Israelis are not valid. They are valid and they shouldn't be dismissed at all. But I think that we need to be honest about where we put our sympathy and where we put our empathy. And if you only have it for one set of people, then you need to be honest with yourself and unpack why that is. Yeah. So like in this Gal Gadot situation, either there's only two options, right? Either she is a willful propagandist because this is footage from the IDF, right? So if Mm -hmm. you're talking about the two sides, the IDF is in this situation, the equivalent of Hamas, right? Yeah. So if she willfully showed a video that was heavily edited, I'm sure, from the mm-hmm. IDF, and she thought that it would be a good idea to show that outside of the Museum of Tolerance, right? Mm-hmm. Either she's a propagandist, or if I want to give her the benefit of the doubt, she is a well-meaning imbecile, right? Mm-hmm. She's just a moron, because that's a fucking moronic thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to to show that thing there, right? Gal Gadot will not face any repercussions for that because mm-hmm. she is a very beautiful white lady who can mm-hmm. still make people a lot of money. Mm-hmm. If there was a brown person or if there was a person of color, if there was a if there was a person who was um you know who was on the Palestinian side who decided to show a video that was heavily edited and said, "Hey, this is what I got sent by Hamas and I want you to watch this because this is the IDF or whatever." that person would be branded a terrorist, mm-hmm. right? Because when you are a minority, you don't have the luxury of being an imbecile. You don't, mm-hmm. right? I think we talked about this when we were talking about like, and not to, uh, you know, they're not apples to apples, but like, you know, when we're talking about Hassan Minaj, right? Or Hassan yeah. Minaj, it was just, you don't get, you don't have the luxury 
You yeah. have to be on point. And that's where we're at right now. And, you know, I was thinking, because obviously the conversation has changed. The conversation is, I think the humanitarian thing, the humanitarian view is obviously on the side of the Palestinians, right? And I was thinking about that. I was like, well, you know, that's a win for us. And then you think of how depressing that is. Like, I am happy that the narrative is changing, but the narrative is only changing because exponentially more people are fucking dying on one side. Yep. Exponentially more kids are dying on one side. Mm -hmm. And it's so fucking sad. So, yeah. Anyway, well, that's what a downer. The world is falling apart, guys. Um, should, I talk about, should I pick us up with 49ers? They won yesterday. The defense looked good. Okay. How's, <laughs> how's Zach? What's his name? Zach? No, that's the Rock Jets. Purdy? Whoopsies. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> I was thinking about the Jets baby boy quarterback. Yeah, Zach Wilson. He's Zach Wilson, uh, yeah. Dumpster fire. Is yeah, Zach Wilson is. Yeah, Brock Purdy I saw. Very good. I saw a picture of Aaron Rodgers with Leah Michelle from Glee, and mm-hmm. and the caption on it said, "If you think about it, they're like the illiterate Taylor and Travis." <laughs> uh, anyway, um, hey, if you see kids in your town and they're trying to just protest and uh, practice their First Amendment rights, um. Go go show them some support, okay? Yeah, don't be a fucking asshole. More than yeah. if you even if you don't want to show them support, don't fucking dox them. Yeah, you piece God. of shit. Anyway, hey, good uh, luck at this meeting. <laughs> I gotta go to a board of ed meeting in twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wish me luck.